Into the Apex is back on the road in 2022, beginning with the 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. We'll be trackside for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, FIA World Endurance Championship, GT America, and NTT IndyCar Series. Visiting Sebring. Mid-Ohio, Watkins Glen, VIR, Road Atlanta, and the streets of Nashville. For the full schedule of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. It's into the apex. Uh, this week we come back from the road from Asheville, North Carolina, but we stay connected to Asheville, North Carolina for yet another week. Uh, in the fourth chair here for the first part of the show, uh, Rob, Patrick, Bradley, and myself we're back in our home studio, uh, but we're joined live from the track in Asheville, sitting in a comfortable racing seat in the rig, uh, Miss Claire Napier, who we met last week uh, briefly at the track, uh, but you didn't hear on the show. But she joined us here for a. A nice little segment here at the top of the show. Claire, good to have you here from uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Hi. Yeah, it was so nice meeting you guys. And uh, yeah, you're right. The seat I'm in is uh, comfortable. One word for it. But uh, <laughs> It's very snug. Snug, yes. Uh, good practice for uh, the real thing someday, right? That, that is true. The uh, that Those rigs were particularly impressive to us. Uh, the base shakers, we're still talking about the base shakers in those rigs. Rob, I think you... Actually hooked up some on your home, your own stuff here this past week. Yeah, just today actually. Well, I guess I did most of it last night, but today was like the first day actually playing with it. Describe, describe it for us a little bit, for at least for me and Bradley. I mean, for everybody. For well, you guys, you guys were in the rigs there. Like, did they all the yeah, rigs? I want to know if yours meet that standard. Well, I'm only running a single one right now because I didn't know how much I was going to like it, so I didn't go in right off the deep end. So I just have a single one mounted under my seat right now. But uh, I definitely, I get the appeal. I'll, I'll put it that way. What does it do for you? For me and Bradley's going to get all hard. I'm not going to lie whenever I say this, but it just takes <laughs> the immersion up a level. You all know Bradley's an immersion, immersion, immersion purist. That was hard to say. He is. He really is. That is so, that's ten times fast. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that, that's the thing for me. It's like I don't like the tire slip data and stuff that it gives. I find it's a little noisy altogether, at least with iRacing's uh, base shaker stuff built in. But, um, yeah, I don't know, just like having like the other things like the engine and the shifts and the rev limiter, all those things just give me a little bit more feeling that the wheel itself isn't giving me, and I'm liking it. Interesting. I, I wanted to get to that off the top because I, when I, I still am kind of riding that wave of I want one really badly. I know Bradley said the same. Uh, Claire, you've been with the track. Uh, I kind of am interested in hearing your background with the track because as I understand, we talked briefly there last weekend uh, it's not something you've always been into, but it's something that you kind of discovered, uh, of late. Yeah. I've, um, from East Tennessee originally, uh, Johnson city specifically, which is close to Bristol and known for Bristol motor speedway, as most of you know. And 
So I can say I grew up around NASCAR, but not necessarily with a lot of knowledge about any other racing. And then um, thanks to binging and Netflix, I fell in love with Formula One and mm. moved uh, here to Asheville and discovered the track just uh, through just a Google search. And I wanted uh, to see what it was about and came in one night for a race, which back, this was back in May. So I haven't reached my year anniversary yet, but I came in and uh, the next day came and got a membership. Oh, wow. So that, I was hooked immediately and I uh, was like, Joel, take my money here. Here's my direct <laughs> deposit information. Just take it, take it directly out of my account. <laughs> and uh, I fell in love and it was, I found, uh, I remember calling my mom on the way home and saying like, I found my people, I found my tribe. Cause I, I looked, as you guys remember, right when you walk in, there's uh, a picture of Max Verstappen's car. Yeah. And I've never felt more at home when uh, I can have a full conversation. <laughs> I see Rob yeah. smiling, uh, yeah, being really. able to talk to somebody about Max or <laughs> racing in general, but specifically like my favorite driver was, was so cool that in itself to have a community to chat with was, has been so rewarding. And, um, I actually decided to change my major in school <laughs> to, uh, mm. learn about cars. Cause I got tired of not knowing what the hell people were talking about. <laughs> so you're a Verstappen fan at the at the core. Ah, oh man, yes. But Asterix, uh, my Gasly gal, I, uh, yeah. oh, okay. I, I and and contrary to popular opinion, I can be both. I can be mm -hmm. both, and I uh, love a good A and B team representation. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're Tyler, you just you spend hundreds of dollars on and buy every single F1 shirt that you could buy. Every single is a little far. So I like. I agree. I agree with you. It's you can be flexible. Like in the United States, you can't have two favorite baseball teams or football teams for United States sports. But I, I have gear, Bradley. Thank you very much for McLaren. I enjoy McLaren. I like Ricardo and Norris as a team. I like Pato Award. So I see multiple like Amazon and packages just show up, and it's nothing I've ordered. And then all of a sudden. I asked Tyler, what is this thing that you've ordered? It's a hat. It's a shirt. It's McLaren. It's Pato. It's Aston Martin. I mean, it's just about everything. So I have a Vettel jersey shirt yes. for 2022, yes. thanks. thanks. And that's uh, because I think Sebastian Vettel's a very stand-up guy and a funny guy. He's a solid man. It's not so much the Aston Martin angle as it is the Vettel angle. Well, he's the dad of F1. He's uh, yeah. He's been around in the best way, and, and he keeps a level head, and even when he's not given a good car, he still performs, and he's hard not to like Vettel. Oh, he's the most Rob likable is, person on the grid. Absolutely, yes. yes. I, I know Rob has said that before. Yeah. I know Rob is pleased to hear you're a Verstappen fan because right behind him on our internal cameras, you can see the Max orange flag. Oh, I love it, Orange Army. Yeah, that's right. That, that's what Rob has. So, so Drive to Survive. We've talked about that before here. Uh, Drive to Survive has really done a lot for Formula One in the United States. And it sounds like it, it same as a lot of people, a lot of us here in the U.S., uh, Drive to Survive kind of got you started into maybe not just F1, but, but motorsport, road racing motorsport, I should say, in particular. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, to completely flip on what I said, I fell in love with Formula One through drive to survive, but <laughs> I cannot get into this season. Uh, it is, 
just sound effects much, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I love the drama, but uh, not maybe as much as Christian Horner likes the drama. It's. <laughs> I, I see Rob teed up. Rob, I know you're about to comment. It's the worst season ever. It's so, it's so bad. bad. I watched it all. I tried to like it. I even watched I a couple can't. episodes more than once. And yeah, like how good can any season be when an episode about Haas is like probably the best one? Uh, you know, you made it further than me. I I didn't even give it a chance. And, you know, I always dedicate a, a day or two to bench it before the season. And I love going into it, remembering all the drama and remembering like if you, if you, if you show me Gasly's Monza win, I'll cry every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but this season, there was nothing that really, nothing got got my attention like it did the first time I watched it. Yeah, I did not like it at all. Tyler, did you finish? You said you watched at least the first. I watched episode. the first episode, and I do want to. Before we talk more about that, I want to comment that every time I watch Lando lose his win in in uh, <gasps> Russia because of the rain, I also cry. <laughs> Yeah, that was sad. I, I didn't really sad. know much, and that was. And you're allowed to. You're allowed to cry. That was sad. That makes me sad. <laughs> there is crying in motorsport. I, I'm. I cry. I'm wearing my McLaren shirt, and I'm using my Aston Martin shirt to dab the tears. <laughs> Bradley. Uh, <so> that's. <laughs> then he throws it away and buys a new one. Yes, I, I'm not sad. I'm never satisfied. It's never enough. Uh, yeah, I, Rob. I watched the first episode. I did. I liked F1 before the show. Um, and I watched like here and there. I've never finished a whole season, so I'm not. I haven't watched a ton of it. Uh, I watched the Roman Grosjean this accident episode and how they kind of drew that out. Uh, and as I understand, I've watched the first episode. It's interesting. I mean, if you like it, it does get you in that world one way or the other. But I, as I understand it, there's some, there are some criticisms of the editing generally, and even it's, more so this year. Yeah, this year is really bad because like you got to. They're going to do a little bit of that each year because they're trying to do like storylines and stuff and different people. Things don't match up. So like you're going to have to kind of cut things up a bit. But like they went from like an episode two at the very end be doing Monaco with Charles Leclerc having his big qualifying mishap. Um, and then went right through the whole thing right to the end of the episode. And then the next episode started at Monaco again. <laughs> with a different storyline with different people, but then still on the side covered all the Charles Leclerc stuff again. It was just it was so bizarre. If if the finished product is entertaining to somebody that knows nothing about the prior season or the sport, and it draws new people in, and then they get dialed in like everybody here is, except for Bradley, uh, is it worth it for it to be that way? What do you think? I don't think you're going to see the next season come back right away. I think they'll take a no. year off or something. Is it is the blowback that significant to where it's just like people aren't feeling it? They've got to look at it. I mean, for somebody like me that was a diehard, like counting down the days until it was premiering and then nothing but disappointed 30 minutes into the first episode, they've, you know, not to, not to be a Karen, but they've lost me, you know, they're, <laughs> hey, but, I mean, that's, you know. that's a legitimate thing. If they, if they just did not maintain, it's like any TV show or anything out there. If, if you draw people in, you're not, you're not locked in. You're not guaranteed to those, uh, to that dedicated viewership. And Max wouldn't even give him any coverage last year. He wouldn't participate at all. And he was oh. half well, of we're the talking, main storyline. We're talking the real reason I don't want to watch, then fine. It's because Max <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those dots connect. I do see some now that I hear that. There's just some dots connected. 
Uh, well, here's the solution. The solution is Netflix breaks out and just does a documentary on each team. Well, well, you know, you no, 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 no. Uh, that kind of goes into what I'm about to say, which is I enjoyed this last year watching Aston Martin, McLaren, some of the on YouTube. Yeah, yeah their own YouTube, YouTube productions yes. of each event that are like 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes long. Oh, I mean, they're well shot. They're well yeah. produced. Yeah, not all the teams have those kind of resources, though, right? They don't. Yeah. Eric <laughs> McLaren does. Formula One team. They well, they do. don't. They don't all choose to have. Well, yeah, yeah. McLaren does a great job. Aston Martin. Oh, you feel like you're yeah, sipping tea. Well, think about it, Bradley. Some of them aren't even. There's a cost cap now that you have to keep under, but some of them aren't going to spend up until that, right? I mean, you who, who is going to watch Nikita? Madden? Some of them are going to have an extra ten million dollars. Would rather go spend it on wind tunnel time or something, right? Yeah, I could see that. Bradley's wanting to know why he can't watch every every team on YouTube. I know. <laughs> Ferrari, Rob Ferrari doesn't have. I thought you were a Ferrari fan, Rob. I don't even know who you are. Why would you think that? Because he, you just seem like that kind of elitist seen, kind of guy. Every time we've seen him, he has a Max hat on or something. I like know, that. but I always or thought Rob shirt. was a Ferrari man. No, well, only because were, whenever I bought this wheel, it came with a Ferrari wheel. Okay, so no, that's why I'm confused about it. No, we, we actually don't. That's, yes, that's just how could so hard to understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh boy. Um, so, uh, I, we got onto the F1 topic F, th- this weekend. I mean, holy hell, right? Motorsport fans. What a weekend. Oh, we're all, yeah. we're all where you can't see us. If you're listening, we're all on our own ca- cameras, uh, but we're all in our F1 gear, except for Bradley, who's in, of course, a Hyundai Elantra in gear. Um, but generally we're, we're all pumped for the F1 weekend. Uh, that's kind of the cherry on top of everything, but you've got, you had WEC today, Michelin pilot yesterday, Sebring 12 tomorrow. Uh, IndyCar is at an oval, a fast oval. That's going to be interesting. Uh, NASCAR, sorry, NASCAR people. I don't really know. <laughs> is it Atlanta? Yeah, it, <laughs> yes, Atlanta. it's Atlanta. <laughs> Nas- NASCAR people don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> They're already gone. Hi, I'm a NASCAR guy. How are you doing? Our, our reason, we're going to actually talk about that hopefully in a bit. But uh, a lot of, basically a lot of motorsport this weekend uh, to go through and, and look at. Um, but I want to get back to sim racing a bit, or kind of the blend of sim racing, uh, because, uh, well, one, I'm, I'm jealous that uh, Claire, that you're still at the track, because we, we're kind of still buzzing off of that. We spent so oh. much time there. Oh, I live we, here, man. Oh. We, <laughs> we, we loved it there. Um, and we talked to a lot of people there. We talked to Ryan and Duncan and Brad and Joel. Um, so kind of got a sense of, from a lot of people of what it's like to be a part of that. Um we're very jealous and because I don't, I mean, Patrick, Rob, you guys, we're all kind of scattered around the country. There's nothing, we've not run into anything like that where there's a, a real life community of motorsport fans. I mean, uh, like you said, you found your people. That's kind of where me and Bradley were at last week. We found our people. Oh, because yeah. All of you, we, we had never met any anybody there in person. I mean, we kind of had chatted maybe with a few folks briefly before. Uh, I mean, you say that as we're with like Matt, a group Matt, of real Yeah, people. exactly. Matt's yeah. a great thing to go fuck <laughs> itself, I guess. We <laughs> have. Because of sim racing, we've met <laughs> Rob's yeah. feeling really scorned uh, right now. Yeah, I yeah, saw I'm, Rob's I'm, talk- I'm wow. throwing the magnets right away. The whole team <laughs> should be pissed off right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You're going to get Gaddafi, pal. Order. I'm talking <laughs> about <laughs> like, a, like a club. Yes. Like a brick and mortar club. Don't don't track. Don't you divide and conquer, Rob and I. Rob and I are God damn it. Well, Do not divide us. But no, I it's a it's literally a racing clubhouse. Yes. It's exactly what it is. Yes. The the vibe and the environment. Um 
people that we had never spoken to face to face before. All of you, everybody, it felt so natural to be around there. Uh, and, and there was no time where we were like, oh, we're ready to head out. Like we could have spent two days there. We could have been in town the whole weekend. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and it's not too far from us, but I can imagine. I mean, I'm jealous that you're basically a member and that you can stop in like you were tonight. Oh, I'm not basically a member. I am a member. <laughs> and uh, Flex Part 2, I have my own corner in the Discord. Um, when I started yeah. school last semester, I asked in one of our channels if anybody would be interested in like hearing some of my bullshit, some of my like tidbits and like what's exciting for me, but maybe you learned 20 years ago and maybe you want to flex your knowledge about it. And what it's turned into has been so magical and it's an opportunity for me to learn things that I'm learning in the classroom, but I'm learning firsthand from people who are doing work on their own vehicles and then putting them on racetracks. I mean, it's, it's really neat to to have this connection and it all does come back to sim racing, but it's been like a really good community to have like just the discord alone. Like I wasn't familiar with it. it the closest thing I remember was like AOL chat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, uh, it's, it's been very, Joel likes to use the word organic. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. very natural and it flows really. I'm one of few females here and we're, every day working to change that it's uh not uh, an inclusion thing it's just an, an maybe a lack of interest thing but i'm trying and um recently had my birthday here and uh, had a probably about 20 20 or so people uh wow. from my work and from my personal life and my family and everybody fell in love with it just like i did and my that's my goal is for people to come here and see and you can come in and sit down in a rig having never done anything like this before. And I remember walking in and thinking, oh my God, it's just like Mario Kart. And oh my God, it's not like Mario Kart. And don't say that to people. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a very technical Mario Kart. It, it can be. I mean, yeah. I mean, it can be. But there's you can go as deep as you'd like to go. And as Rob said at the top of the show, as immersive as you'd like to go. And uh, it's, I never thought it'd be something that like I'd be comfortable people watching me do because at first I was like really uh, just like trying to stay in the lines and I didn't know what an apex was. And I had friends telling me uh, advice that I didn't even know the words they were using. I was just like nodding and smiling and trying to stay on the track and trying to go fast at the same time. And so much like information is given to you as a new driver when you have no idea what's going on and it can be intimidating to jump into a race for your first experience. So what Joel's done is, is created opportunities for people to just drive and get to know not only like the rig, but and the track and the cars, but any, any given night you walk into the track, there's somebody hanging out here that's willing to just chat with you. And that's what makes this place special is that I pay for membership here so that I can come and hang and not feel like a goofball, <laughs> but I want to, I want to make women and everyone feel comfortable it, coming in here and trying it out and going right into a wall at turn one at Watkins Glen, just like all of us do. And oh, yeah. it's been, it's been neat to watch people go from where I went to taking it seriously and tracking their times and having conversations about it. And I just joined my first rookie league. Well, not just, I'm on my fourth rookie league now. And, um, 
a consistent 11th or 12th place. I'd like to brag upon myself for steady last second to last every time. (laughs) But what's like been so amazing as like a driver personally is that I'm shaving entire seconds off during race time and I'm doing so well under pressure. I'm driving faster than I ever thought I could. I'm taking chances. I never thought that I would take under that positive pressure and in a room full of men Mm. and uh, I'm, kicking some of their asses and it feels really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a great community to be involved in as a female. And I don't always like to pull that card, but here I do. I love to pull the feminist card because Joel lets me and he wants me to me and everyone and anyone to come in and feel welcome and safe and happy and, and just have fun. And it, it's been, it's been wonderful to be a part of. I'm so glad you guys got to see it. And I wish that there was more like this, Yes. Mm. Out yeah, the there. One, one thing I had, uh, my thought in my head when I went there, which I didn't, we didn't ask Joel about it, um, is franchise. We need more of these. We need more of these in North Carolina and just around. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the kind of thing that I think would be successful. And we've all, we've all tossed around the idea of what would it be like to do that, that kind of thing. And I've, this being our first time to see it in, in action and in, in a practical sense, how it would work. Um, it's just, like you said, I want you want. I wish there could be more of it, and maybe I, I think one day there will be. Is there's certainly an appetite for it, and like you said, it's sim racing is the kind of thing where you bring somebody that's not aware of it, and kind of let them gently get into it and experience it, and it just it does kind of it goes deep. You can go really deep into the rabbit there's, hole. And there's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and there, the community is such that even if you've been doing it for ten years you run into somebody who says, well, have you tried this piece of equipment or have you done this? The base shaker. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, we've been sim racing me and Tyler since 2005. (laughs) Rob's getting tickled. We're just, Rob's tickled. Yeah. We're just, he's tickled pink. We're just now expanding our horizons (laughs) to equipment in how many years? Like it's amazing. Rob, Rob, you need to air something out. No, it's all good. It's just him going on. You got to try this piece of equipment. It goes deep. (laughs) he didn't have to do it for you just give it to them they do it themselves <laughs> rob just uh, derailed me hey, rob de- bradley was being very pensive there I was Bradley, back to interest. I want to hear more introspective, Bradley. No, it's it's. I'm just saying that's that's how the the uh, sim racing community is. You you learn things that's from right. everybody you encounter. Yeah, it's just absolutely. Well, true. there's a in a in a sim center like that. Being a member, being someone there that's around. I mean, I imagine you would learn things, pick up things, and learn and become better quicker than if you were just online. Like I oh, I uh, have a real life flex. Um, yesterday, <laughs> I went karting oh. at. Yes, the yeah, GoPro yeah. course in Mooresville, and uh, we we're going to ask about that. Yes, I want to hear more about that. The topic came up a couple of months ago in our Discord about correlations between sim racing and karting. You know, if 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 any, and a loud response in one of our our members had great results uh karting after months of uh i think he's he's he does eye racing and i forget which one of you is the 
the virtual the virtual nerd but you guys VR, yeah. Bradley. yeah so yeah. you guys would get along great yeah. but it did correlate he ended up being uh, able to transfer his skills from the sim to the karting track and like blew everybody out of the water and and stands behind the fact that it was his sim sim experience that gave him that upper hand and yesterday i felt so confident getting in i mean i know it's just a, just a little cart and it doesn't go very fast but it was something i was a little nervous about having never done it besides mm -hmm. like at dollywood or something you know which is like mm -hmm. a you know they go like 30 miles per hour or something and they're mostly bumper cards but it was mm -hmm. a nerve-wracking experience but my confidence that i've built and just knowing what a what a racing line was just knowing basic yeah. things kept me safe if not made me faster yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina. Um, I think we're going to join you guys there. Actually, the track group we're going to join on in April uh, on a Friday, and uh, we're pumped about that. I, I wanted to talk karting because we had a broad, we had a lot, a little bit of karting to talk about. Even though all of this racing over the weekend in the pros, uh, Bradley and I are jazzed up about karting. Um, one because we're going to join you guys at GoPro. Uh, I'm, I was interested to hear your impressions of GoPro because Bradley and I, even though we've lived in North Carolina basically our whole lives, we've still never been there. Uh, so that's kind of on our list and we're about to check it off in April, uh, if not sooner, because we're very tempted to, to try it out. Oh, a, if you go, I'll meet day. you there. Oh, I'm, now we're, I've got we're the tempted itch. to go this weekend. Well, let's go. I'll call out. I don't care. Yeah, like okay. tomorrow. <laughs> let's go, let's we, go right we, now. We, that was because because you went. I think you just sent it. and You went last minute yesterday from what we saw. So we we were talking. And we we're like, well, let's go Saturday. Why not? The weather looks good. Uh, if we go in the morning, I can go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It's a was great. It, was it worth board. it completely? Was it more fun? I mean, like you said, it's you referenced kind of like the theme park carts and and these carts. They're outdoor and they're a little faster and a little more a little more competitive oriented. They are. Uh, I can't attest to what the quote unquote older carts were because this is my first time, but uh, evidently I was uh, fortunate enough to drive a new fleet. So they were about a month old uh, from what I understand. And speaking of like correlating sim, your knowledge in a sim to karting, I kept, I kept wondering like what my tire conditions were. <laughs> um, and then not caring because I was like in drift city and I loved it. Uh, Whereas like in a, in a league race, I'm like, you know, holding down the computer buttons, trying to figure out like why I'm sucking. And it's like, oh, cause my tires are gone. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> but in the car yesterday, it was, it was neat to have slippery tires because I could drift and it, it, I don't know what it did to my time because I didn't have a computer right in front of me to look. So I just had to kind of learn and practice, but I had so much fun pushing my own limit yesterday. I was really proud of myself just as a driver there was a turn that I kept, you know, you come, you do, you do a lap and you come up on a turn and you break. And then next time you're like, I'm not going that slow. That was ridiculous. I'm not going yeah. that slow. Yeah. I get I'm more just throwing in. Yeah, you I'm just in. going all out. And then the next time you, you let off a little and, and then you let off a little later and then you don't let off at all. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm going all the way. And that was, yeah. <laughs> that's what was, you can take that corner flat. I've learned that as well. You, you, you kind of, and if you can't, you'll find out real fast and yeah. you'll find out. So I, I loved, uh, I loved that yesterday in real life, feeling the wind, like smack, like it, it was so cool to feel that rush in, in real life. 
and then break as late as I could knowing it was an actual risk that I was taking. And yes. I mean, maybe at only 50 miles per hour, but it was still a rush. You still yeah. get hurt. Yeah. That's, you still get hurt at that speed. I mean, our, so our experience in karting uh, was indoor today, karting. Today, today yeah. was indoor karting at Petit Le Mans. We did uh, the Andretti uh, indoor karting experience. And that was not very fast. And you, very can't, small. you can't get going too yeah, fast. You can't. And even then, just for, for us having no track experience in real life, um, just putting on the helmet was a thrill. Oh, then, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel like something. You flip that. Rob, don't you God, dare. I really, you I son of a bitch. Don't you say a damn word. I wish. Dear, don't dear, you say dear, a damn word. Dear listeners, Rob's, Rob's I, wish you could, I wish we were to a video show. Yeah. Because no, he's got to say the word. But no, no. So say, there's, yeah. there's two things that shit that eating me. grin. Shit eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's t- Rob comment. <laughs> there's yeah. such, say, there's such hey, sissy carts. They were so slow. They were. So but the thing is, when you're when you're a novice, Rob. I feel like I was at a kid's birthday party. Listen to me. <laughs> I told him to zip it. When you when you yeah, when, sure you're not, when you're a novice and you love racing to to the core, you put a helmet on. That I mean, that's it right there. That does something for you. And then, oh, it did and something then, for Bradley. Yeah, and then you're you're driving to something. <laughs> this is something I did. So you mentioned just the experience of karting and how it feels. And I don't know why I did this, but at the end of my session of karting, I wanted to touch the tire and just see how warm it was. <laughs> so I did. I'm you like, haven't told me that yeah, before. Yeah. So I wanted, what the that's, fuck that's is wrong ridiculous. with you? Like, oh, like I'm, tur- I'm turning really... What's wrong with you? I felt like I was turning real hot laps. Oh, that's a little silly. So I'm like, I got some heat in these tires. I, that's t- a little, I reached that, out and touched That's a little silly. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's hilarious. Saying. I just picture Bradley <laughs> with, like down around touching the tires. Oh, yeah, that's all me. <laughs> <laughs> I really burned those puppies up. You are fucked up. You are fucked up. I don't know. There's just small... Small random things that I noticed. Well, I, I think what we can cl- sum up from that is we're ready to take it to the next level at GoPro. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's sick. I so you do three races, like three 10 minute races, and like halfway through the third one, I was like, Yeah, fuck it. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. <laughs> and I, I decided next time I'm gonna make a whole day of it. If we're going, we're yeah. yeah. Three races wasn't enough, and now that I've I've found down places I can go faster and cut time and really push myself and see, see what the cart can do yeah. and what I can do. I like, I'm hungry for it. And yeah. Yes. It bites. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, probably honestly, other than some racing, the cheapest way to get the satisfaction of that. Yeah. yeah. The most reasonable, the, I, you say, you know, safer, cheaper. Oh yeah. Uh, safer. Low to entry. Well, <laughs> let me ask this and this will pivot us into what I wanted to talk about on this show generally. Uh, something we learned about that we, we may do. And I kind of want to hash it out here on the air live because why not? Uh, how After doing what you did there yesterday, having not done it before, uh, how physically exhausted? Was it exhausting? How did, <laughs> how did you feel afterwards? I oh, my God. I was hoping. Okay, first of all, Patrick, the eye roll. Uh, didn't love it. Um, <laughs> was that because Patrick's, I came, Patrick's got sass. I don't know if you've done No, that. no. I was eye rolling because I... I just remember Tyler when we did it at when we did it at Indianapolis. We did a ten minute session. Well, no, no. Patrick and I did it at Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah, in October. So yeah. you, I, I just remember that shit sucked. That I'm shit 31. Was I was faster than Patrick, Claire, but Claire, continue. Oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm keeping this keep tr- keeping track of times here. Thanks. Yes. Yes. But I uh, I just turned 31 years young, and I would like to say that. 
not quite everything, but almost everything hurt after. Um, it didn't kick in. You're in really great company. You're in really great company. My neck, but you know what, guys? I like channeled it and was like, yeah, just call me Max because I'm going to have a stiff neck for the next like week after this. And checking my blind spot today in my own vehicle in real life was a challenge today. (laughs) I loved every second of it. Oh, no. (laughs) I ate it up. We just have to, when somebody asks you why you, you look a little sore. Are you hurt? I know. I just raced yesterday. I was just racing yesterday. yesterday. Just on the track. What'd you, what'd you drive? Well, it had a Honda engine. (laughs) 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 It was a Honda. Uh, Well, that doesn't bode well for what I'm, I'm well, I was sore to answer your question directly. I was sore and it wasn't until I, I came to the track last night. I'm so comfortable here at the track. I just stopped in last night just to chat with everybody about my karting experience. I didn't even drive or do homework or anything. I just, mm. I just stopped in and, I like, to hear. and like bragged and left and it was, it was awesome. And, but, uh, the first thing my buddy Jackson said, uh, was, are you sore yet? And it wasn't until he said that I was like, ah, fuck, you know, I kind of am <laughs> actually, I am kind of sore and well, I that, loved that- it. I loved it. What a, <laughs> what a rush. And I, I, I want it to be worse next time. Cause I want to go even harder and I want, I, I hope other women are there so that I don't feel like I have to compensate, yeah. but I, uh, I'm not keeping track, but every race I got faster yesterday. So I'm not saying you guys have to be on your toes, but certainly don't be. Well, that's why Bradley and I need to go practice. We need, we can't be embarrassed when we go on the on the 15th. I think it is. Oh, you can. You you can. Yeah, we can. (laughs) We'll be our first time outdoor higher speed. Unless we go tomorrow. Yeah. Well, let me pivot to this. This is what I wanted. This is what I was going to kind of hash out because I, I think we need to figure this out. And uh, it doesn't bode well what you said. I mean, it'll it'll hurt. But uh, let me just toss this out on the floor for everybody here, and I want and, and somebody chime in. A six-hour endurance karting race at at Virginia International Raceways karting course. <laughs> six-hour endurance karting. What 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 are our thoughts on that? I thought it was twelve hours. Yeah, I thought it was twelve. It is, is twelve hours. It is. Are you shitting yeah, me? Six, six no. hours TikTok, more than what you Of course, you didn't know it. Ca- carry on, Tyler. It's hours. Don't, wait a minute. What? No, it is twelve hours. Yeah, I promise you. It's, oh it's from nine a.m. to nine p.m. Oh my yeah. god. But carry on. Wait, are you asking about a real event or hypothetical? Yes, event? this real. is a real event that's happening on April twenty second. We, we are seriously considering entering into team into the apex at Virginia International Raceways Karting Course. On the how many team? I mean, how many people per team? Like five to six. Up to six. six three to six. six. Yeah. So six. Yeah. Yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, six sounds great. Six, come on. We're six all above. In, in a, six none of us are. Let's be honest. If we can get more than six, let's squeeze it out. Come on. Yeah. I mean, we're talking single stints, right? Okay, wait a minute. Is it 12 or six? It's 12. It's, it is 12 hours. Somebody do it research. It's 12 <laughs> hour <laughs> endurance. You have to drive for two hour hours race. each. It'd be. So two oh, hours holy hell, it is 12 hours. Yeah. hours. I told you. Son what. of a bitch. No, thank you. Wow. My, I got acid reflex just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I we're, really we're all going to look like Arnold, Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger when we get out. I just want to oh know the three-man team that's going to do that. The three drivers. I mean, 12 I mean, hours. Oh, we have some drivers here that could do it by themselves. Ooh. We're trying yeah. to recruit. We're trying to recruit from the track, actually, because we you need should. people. You're, like, there's a melting pot of, of skill here, and it, you, it ranges from people like myself that can't sit still for... I, I struggle to sit still for an entire race. Uh, and then there's people who thrive on 
and want to do endurance races by themselves. <laughs> and, and, and then there's people in the middle who are just happy to be involved. And I'm, I'm going to do an endurance race, but holy shit, two hours in a cart. My good luck. <laughs> we, well, we, we're, I, I got we an idea though. Close. I got an idea though. We could build that up to September 17th at Charlotte motor speedway. There is a 24 hour karting event. Ooh. Where where is this going to be at? So Charlotte, like Charlotte Motor Speedway, the yeah, actual speedway or a karting course? The actual speedway. It's not going to be the course. whole like track, but there's going to be like a small portion of it. So we would so we would start our team. We'd we'd begin our team and make our debut at the twelve hours of VIR. That's kind of what Joel does here at the. That's what we did for Le Mans. Like we started it when it or. Yeah, when it ended. Yeah. So started. get our feet wet with that and then go to Charlotte. Is that what you're saying, Patrick? Well, the, the Charlotte one's not until September 17th. So we get we need to start working out now. Arms yeah. every day. Arms and shoulders every day. There's a lot of Charlotte races, actually. There's, I think, two, two more before that. And then there's another VIR I, I one. Like I feel like we've got to get in on this. Rob, you're being awful quiet. Are you going to fly he's, down? He's giving that grin again. Yeah. That's, what do you think? Uh, man, it's a lot of money to fly down for a karting race. <laughs> Rob. Oh, come Rob. on. I Believe me, I'd want to, but that's a big ask. It's a big ask. Especially with like, form, going to Formula One, and, and I want to go to the Indy 500, too. True, true, true. Well, then we'll just sell your seat, Rob. Claire, are you interested? <laughs> yeah, count me in. Uh, I'm, I'm the real French person here. That's right, Rob. Well, Rob and Gregory. Rob, Rob is a do- family dollar French person, pseudo French. <laughs> he's, he's the dollar store. French yeah, he's person. dollar store French. He's <laughs> generic. Not, yeah, there's nothing I can really say to that. You hear, did you, really did you hear me, it's Rob? True. It's better that he didn't hear me. It's better. Oh, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> oh, he hears it. He's filed it away. He's just not addressing it. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure you're. I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to see a team into the apex cart in the 12 hours of VIR. I, it's really I just think a matter you, of acceptance. If you reach into the tracks skills, you'll find somebody that's going to make that cart go really fast. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what we need. We, we need we need, we need platinum drivers to our bronze. I'm going to end up looking at flights <laughs> tonight. I guarantee you. You're gonna? Did you <laughs> say you're gonna, gonna look flights? at flights? Yeah. Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob, picture, okay. picture, you, <laughs> picture you with your, your neck brace and your helmet and your fire suit or a carding suit. Carding yeah, suit. do you need all that shit? No, it prov- no they, they provide, provide it to you. They provide it. All they provide it. it. No. You bring your own, it, it, is, it is arrive and drive yeah, once yeah. you pay that fee. That's yeah, what's yeah. so beautiful about this. It's a yeah. little steep, but it's arrive and drive. So, you, you how's that for immersion? Ways. How's that for immersion? You get a mechanic, you get your, your mechanic, you get your equipment. You can bring your own extra equipment like rib protectors, but you get the basics to go. You just show up and you get multiple carts to do cart changes over the 12 hours. Yeah, yeah you do. Fresh fresh tires each time. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? You Rob? can feel those babies. Imagine <laughs> you're you're high of doing the Daytona 24 and iRacing. In real life where you're standing there stretching getting ready for At your Virginia stats. International yes. Raceway in the beautiful hills of Vietnam. Do we get any practice? Yes, yeah, you get an, hour, an hour practice. Yeah. Yes, an hour. Or you can pay for extra practice and coaching if you need it. If you're oh. in Charlotte, if you're this if you're in Charlotte, you have to come to Asheville and come to the track. 
Rob needs to do all of this. It's like what two out? It's like a buck fifty from the track to GoPro. So it's kind of like mandatory to do both. I think a, a whole tour. Yeah, we do, we need to bring these guys up to Asheville. We do. Of, Asheville is Asheville is is really a great area. It is. It's like nothing in North Carolina. I mean, I'm you really don't you don't feel like recover from Carolina. this. Yeah. I live in Asheville <laughs> and I'm not financially recovering from even living here. So just yeah, I'm not even, I haven't even recovered from Daytona yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's the kind of experience uh, at the Daytona or something like this where you just full send it and well, then you figure it out later. The, the beauty oh, of this yeah. is uh, the weekend or this, the Friday that we're planned to go with, with you guys at the track to GoPro, the next weekend is this endurance race. So we would all be warmed. We'd be getting our arms and shoulders ready. We'd be kind of training up for it. We've got time to do this. Yeah. This is—I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but this is a big thing to me uh, because it's like leaping out this type of thing. I mean, you go into the going yesterday into and starting there. Uh, karting is is a legitimate thing, especially the outdoor fast karting. That is a leap, and that's a leap that I mean to go from when I you think- start in sim racing and you're a sim racer. And you're leaping well, over. It's, into, it's a way to race. I think we're underestimating just how physically taxing this is going to oh, be. Oh, it is. I'm oh. Not a, that's what I just was waxing poetic about, is that this is going to be very physically taxing. And that's the whole point. We're, we're getting out of our comfort zones of our rigs. We appreciate it, and that got us started. But we're jumping into the physical, into the real. We're going to feel pain. We could die, Rob. We could die. There's no there's no barrier. We'll actually you could be fly animals. down here to your death at Virginia National Raceway, Rob. And we'd put a little cross on on. Well, I tell you what, you're never humbled faster than when you think you've given it your all, and some twelve year old comes and (laughs) (laughs) with their car that they own and that they keep there all year round that they race and they they're (laughs) (laughs) nothing humbles you faster than parents. They're trying to push their their child to be the the next Max. Max. Yeah, we need an American Max Verstappen. It's going to be Colton Herta, okay? Colton Herta, Logan Sargent. Yeah, it yeah. Will be Logan Sargent. I think it's Colton Herta. Yeah, you're right. I think you're he's right. now affiliated with McLaren officially. It's going to happen. I think it's Claire Napier. Oh, uh, go! I'm. I endorse that. Yep. <laughs> so you're here. I'm. I'm going to put a big pivot there because I did want to. I do want to ask you about the uh, the. So you've chosen basically a whole new career line, a whole whole new career field field of study based around motorsport, and I'm interested to to yeah. hear kind of go long-term goals and, and just uh, hear more about that because that is fascinating to me. That's, that's a significant pivot. It is. And, uh, it's one of many I've taken. My parents are probably exhausted at all the <laughs> majors that I've had. I actually started out and mo- spent most of my twenties in early childhood education. Uh, that's mm. cool and all, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then I uh, have always worked in the service industry. It, it's very lucrative. I'm good at it. I'm good with people. Uh, I love money. I love money that's right in front of me. And that's, mm-hmm. that's very gratifying. Uh, and I actually work here uh, in Asheville at the Biltmore, which is what I like to think is famous. So We talked about it on that. this show just a few Oh, weeks the Richie Riches. Yeah. yeah, Rob. Richie Rob Richie. Google it. Said it's the Richie Rich. I did research. The Richie Rich movies actually did use the Biltmore as. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Movie. That I knew as soon as I seen it. I watched oh. the movie like a thousand <laughs> times. But anyhow, as, as your work, Claire. The, yes, the Richie Rich house. Yes. So, um, I 
like I mentioned earlier, I have a hard time sitting still for long periods of time unless I'm super interested in something like Drive to Survive or Max Verstappen or whatever. Mm. Not not to drop names, but Rob's when excited. I, I noticed when I came to the track that I wasn't understanding what people were saying. I didn't know the lingo. I didn't couldn't keep up with conversation. And um, what really made me snap was two years ago in the first COVID. The first, the first, the first COVID times, my <laughs> that is, that is um, so true. my throttle body went out on my Jeep Patriot, and I was not in a situation where I could just uh, fix what I thought was to be a transmission issue because I took it to a local shop where I lived at the time, and they told me I needed to replace the entire transmission, and I said, "Well, shit, that sounds." Uh, insane. Like the car's not even worth what the transmission would be worth, let alone the labor. And, you know, I'm this young woman like going through this by myself and just being seen as vulnerable and trying not to cry. And I'm went into limp mode on the highway. And it was a, a series of disastrous events that I just snapped and said, I'm tired of not understanding what, like what goes on under the hood of my vehicle. So I go, I mean, I just Googled and YouTubed and I started watching videos and I started reading forums and I found out it was just a throttle body and not a whole transmission. And, and then that felt really empowering. I loved that feeling of knowing what was going on. And, and I went into that shop and said, here's what I need done. And I don't need you to do anything else other than that. And then go fuck yourself for trying to sell me a new transmission. <laughs> And oh, I, I would have bought a transmission. Yeah, Bradley, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're lightly years ahead of us. Yeah. No way. Even no matter how much money I'm making, I'm not doing it unless I know for sure it needs to be done. And so that was my pivot point was being in a vulnerable state when I, it was that or get rid of the car or, you know, have to rely on friends and family for rides. And it just, I, I put my foot down and I, I said, I don't want to feel helpless anymore. And then, um, made friends with everybody at the track and have those connections. And I was, it, this sounds, sounds crazy, but I was a week before I was going to start the culinary program here at the community college. Um, I, like I said, I work uh, in one of the restaurants at the Biltmore and one of the hotels at the Biltmore and um, mm. love the culinary field. Uh, love creating. I'm, wasn't sure if I wanted to do it professionally. So I said, well, I'll just go to school. You know, I'll just learn yeah. about food. Love it. During the pandemic, I loved cooking and just like everybody else, I wanted to make sourdough. And <laughs> so a week out, I said, you know, I just don't know if I'm as curious about cakes as I am about cars. <laughs> <laughs> and it that turns is a out, good line. No, I appreciate not, that. Claire doesn't want to make cakes. She wants to work on cars is what I discovered. So. I like it. I like it. So I uh, talked to Joel and um, like, really, I just talked to Joel. I came in one night, mm -hmm. just had a one-on-one -on -one with him and said, this is kind of where my heart is at. And um, to be forward, I had the opportunity to go to school for free last semester with some help and uh, scholarships. And I said, I want to do something that matters. I, I don't want to go to school for culinary if it's not like what my heart and mind want. Yeah. And, and not, not everybody's given opportunity to learn for free. That what a, you yeah. know, what a luxury, what a blessing and why, mm -hmm. why waste it on something that you're not a hundred percent about. So I mm. uh, went home, 
changed my major that night. Next morning, met with uh, my advisor via Zoom, which was bullshit, which I hated. And because uh, no mechanic in the world wants to do a student interview on Zoom. No mechanic in the world wants to do anything on Zoom, I assure you. <laughs> so I uh, started my automotive program um, during the pandemic last year and, uh, you know, masked up and woke up every morning and fucking got my hands dirty and left covered in oil and, and, and dude, I've done probably two grand worth of work on my own Jeep in the last year myself Mm. at school. And I've had buddies bring in their cars and uh, I've done oil changes myself. And uh, recently broke down on the side of the highway and knew exactly what was wrong and exactly what to do. And I was in a dress and high heels on the <laughs> side of the highway in the snow. And I've never felt I like more. It. Yeah, I like it. More I'd be calling uh, AAA. <laughs> well, I called, I called Joel. Don't worry. I, I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't completely brave. I, I called Joel. <laughs> but I, is, I have is there, that power. Is there an, a goal of in just being in the, in the auto industry or is there, is there, I'm sure I, I can imagine uh, is there a motorsport team goal of some kind <laughs> once you get to some point? Well, I got to get the basics down first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I went into it saying, I want to know why cars go vroom. And I'm still trying to f- figure out, but I have like some base knowledge of why cars go vroom now. But mm. I, my answer might be a little disappointing, but I don't know if I want to do the mechanic program as a career, but I just want the the knowledge and I want the skills and I want to be able to do things on my own cars and my friends' cars and, and on a race team someday. If I, if I want, I'm yeah. good at a lot of things and this can just be another thing I'm good at. But I think adding the stress of doing something professionally sometimes can take away the sure. fun of it it's, for me. Yeah. yeah. Like you, yeah. you would have those skills, say, say a group at the track want to field a, you know, their own. Yeah. You know, yeah. Say you get a beat up car, you want to run it in, in Champ some, car, sort of, yeah, some sort of race and you would have those mm-hmm. skills that you could bring to the table, but it's for a hobby for fun and enjoyment, not necessarily yeah. mm-hmm. right. a job. Lesser stakes yeah. to where the stakes don't stress you out to where you have, yeah, it's you, not, it's not a, you grind. have such a, such stress that you hate what you used to love. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's like, can be frustrating for people who do do it for a living that for me to sit here and say, I'm doing it for fun, but, but I'm doing it for both like fulfillment, fun, learning, growing and helping the people around me and, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll open up a shop one day and maybe I won't, or, but I, I know for sure I'll have the skills to. Well, possibly Bradley will be calling you to change the <laughs> yeah, oil. Learn, on his. Uh, I, need to, <laughs> I need help with a Hyundai, Elantra Hyundai Elantra in. If you, if you just read up on Hyundai Elantra ends, Bradley doesn't know jack shit. Well, he knows enough to wear a t-shirt. Apparently he, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll wear the hell out of the I t-shirt. Can go out buy it, one. I can wear the t-shirt. <laughs> if, if it doesn't go vroom anymore, then I don't know what, he doesn't know what's going on. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well i've fallen in love with the diesels and the shop next mm. door to ours i think the big giant things are just so fascinating to me the fact that you need to move some of those pieces with cranes just mm. it's just so fascinating and and you know not to, to be candid they make great money those diesel mechanics uh it's a, such an important job and it's, it can be dangerous. And I, I saw Patrick like nodding his head. It's like, it's not common knowledge that that's a hard job. And I was like, so humbled when I realized like how important a diesel mechanic, a mechanic in general, obviously, but a diesel mechanic, that's like such a backbone breaking 
important job that I don't know if I want to be able to do that, but I, yeah. I want, I want to know the basis of it. And then, and now I can go down in the diesel shop and have a conversation with those guys and keep up and, and point to a part and sort of know what it does. And, <laughs> but it's more translated over. Yeah. I can, I can tell you what, like what noise it's supposed to make or what it's not supposed to smell like or something, but <laughs> Well, I think that's incredible to uh, to jump to go from none to sim racing to that to to having that as a passion that all of us here, anybody listening to this, uh, just as at the track, you're you're among peers here. We're all kind of in the same boat, and that's what brings us all here. Everybody involved here, everybody listening, everybody talking. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, and we're like we said last week. I mean, what what a thing to have. Sorry, Robin Patrick. Sorry, everybody else out there. <laughs> if you're not in North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina, Virginia. You're not near Asheville. Uh, we're, I mean, we're on the other side, whole other side of the state, but it's still close enough for us to go. And uh, we've already kind of found our, found our community away from our immediate community here. And uh, Claire, uh, you've you've done wonderful in this fourth chair tonight and with us on the show. I, I hope you'll come back and uh, join us here and there as we go, and uh, maybe join us at some races. We'll be at, uh, some, at VIR and Barber down in uh, Alabama some regional races. Maybe we'll get you out there for some of that. Oh, I'd love to. And I'll see you guys uh, when I'm lapping you at GoPro. We need some coaching. We, 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 <laughs> we do. We'll, how about we do a lead follow? Oh, we're definitely, we'll lead we are definitely going to practice tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> hey, I'm we're going to do 24 you hours. Yeah, you, you think 12 is hard. We're going to do 24. <laughs> we're, we're we're officially recruiting you for the 12 hours at VIR. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I'm already sore. Well, you we'll, guys, it's we'll, been so We'll fun. sort that out. We yeah. won't we won't make you sign the contract live on air. We'll sort yeah. that out. <laughs> uh Claire Napier out of live from Asheville, North Carolina at the track at Asheville. Uh coming up we'll be talking uh making our F1 picks officially uh on the F1 fantasy bit uh, for the second half of the show. And again, thanks, Claire, for joining us. We'll have you on and we'll we'll see you pretty soon, I'm sure. See you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. Setups. Whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements in sim racing. However, so many of us don't have the time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. The Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season car and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All of the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups, but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what's important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. That's greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. 
Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. That's alienawards.net. Finally, this episode is also brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company. Located in St. Paul, Minnesota, Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused Right Stout. And some of the best designed cans you'll see, by the way. For the tab list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. Proud sponsor of the Mad Sim Racing TC Sports Sprint Series in 2022. <laughs> How do you like that? Hmm? Is your heart racing? And now, the Into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League Picks of the Week. And it's happened immediately! This is amazing! Oh, oh the oh, Adam Carroll, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. And we're back on Into the Apex. Uh, we Claire has uh, vacated the chair, and we welcome in a friend of the show, Ash Vandelay of Vandelay Industries uh, on Twitch, a uh, Formula One TV partner and affiliate. And uh, Ash, we had you on as uh, a guest of the show back in January, and uh, we're going to talk a lot of F1 today because that is the big thing of the weekend. We're, we're hyped up for F1, hyped up for the return of the season, the new cars, kind of the unpredictability of it. Uh, but when we last left off with you, uh, you were going into your first uh, 24-hour sim race on iRacing. Uh, so I think we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of check in with you on that and hear maybe how that went, your thoughts on that briefly uh, with that, because you're racing with uh, Snail Racing and uh, Larry Rabbits and such. I know we were talking about that quite a bit. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, doing that race for the first time. So I actually decided to retire from sim racing. It's been a long road. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I had a really, really good time. Um, 24 hours. I mean, I'm going to say it's long and everyone knows that in the day. Yes. Um, but it was a great experience. I think uh, racing with a team and I think I was so lucky to race with the team that I did because everyone was super supportive, super just kind, understanding and just like cheering each other on. Like you make a mistake. It's like, hey, just keep going. Like, it's fine. Just keep going. Just drive. Um, like, don't worry about it. If your time's off, just drive. It's like a, a race of attrition. Just make it to the end and you're okay. Um, mm-hmm. No, I had a great time. And yeah, I'm continuing some racing. It gets a little bit busy with the Formula One stuff coming up. Yeah. As in, it's hard to like get ready for Formula One stuff and streams and content and then find time to sim race and then do your IRL job that pays bills and taxes, whatever. IRS, sorry for <laughs> listening. Um, but no, it's been great. And we're going to do the uh, 12 hours of Sebring next week. So it's going to be... I saw a little bit of of, uh, practice with Daniel Murad, not not too recently, but not too long ago. 
Get yeah. Ready for that. Um, I'm so thankful for his time. He's, I, I love that he always says yes. And he's down to teach us and he, that he streams it for everyone to watch too. So everyone can just take notes. Oh, yeah. We're taking um, notes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it is super helpful. And I'm really glad that it's like in a VOD. So I can like rewatch it. Cause I'd be like, where did I mess up? Oh, okay. There we go. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to at least sim race pretty often. Cause I didn't sim race for a week. And then I sim raced yesterday in Sebring and I was like, Oh, these are silly little mistakes that I, definitely should not be doing, but then you just kind of get back into it. Watch the video from um, Dan and it's been really helpful. So I think I was at a two Oh seven and then he, we got down to like a two Oh four ish. And he's like, do a two Oh three. I was like, I'm not going to do it, Dan. He's like, do a two Oh three. Then I did a two Oh three. So, you know, if you want to try his coaching, I guess it works. <laughs> <laughs> that that I'm, I'm tempted to, I, I might, I don't know. I was thinking about doing it for Sebring. I'm out of time now. And I feel like Sir Nurburgring is next on Iris. Oh gosh, I yeah. Like, I don't know how you coach that's, for Nurburgring. Yeah. That's you're just you're where you're at with Nurburgring. Yeah, if you break it down like that, yeah, be, I can't I'll charge you half could, whatever he does. <laughs> the quality would be probably twenty five percent. So, so I'll pay Robin quarters right. or or Russian rubles. I'll you? charge you for free for my team, for my coaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real quick, what what car are you driving at at uh, Sebring? Oh, you Ferrari, yeah. GT3. Yeah, the GT3. Ferrari. Ferrari. There we go. Ferrari is very stable. I know you guys did yeah. that for uh, Daytona. The Ferrari is very popular. We had for our team, a lot of people drove Ferrari. It's a very stable GT3. It's the devil I know. I don't know any other GT3, so I can't just like jump into it and be like, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> Someone keeps recommending other GT3s. I think the Audi is a really good one. The folks have recommended to me in chat, but uh, I just yeah. like Ferrari. And this time. We put a picture of George Costanza on the back, so it's gonna be real good. Oh yes, I know that. That Rob is excited about that. Rob is a Seinfeld man. Uh, yeah, it's been my favorite show since I was like twelve. It's gonna be a true Vandalay <laughs> Industries team with that George Costanza Vandalay Industries branding everywhere. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah. Well, I guess you're not Penske material. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob has found that there is a Seinfeld reference for everything. everything. Oh, absolutely everything. Everything. <laughs> to show up on nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this weekend, we kind of talked about it in the in the top of the show. There's there's motorsport for everything. Uh, we've got World Endurance Challenge, IMSA, uh, IndyCar this weekend. But I feel like F1 is is kind of the cherry on top for for all of us. Uh, we're I, again, nobody can see us on our cameras, but we're all wearing F1 gear except for Bradley. But uh, we're all generally wearing Formula One gear. I think that's what everybody's fired up about. And, and why not? Because the the end of the season last year, I mean, that what a see, hell of a season that was. Uh, coming into this year, so well, first we kind of teased it a bit uh, early on, but uh, we've kind of I, I watched episode one of Drive to Survive, the, the new season. That's kind of the it was released in time to kind of hype us all up. Uh, I've seen episode one. Rob, uh, have you seen it all, or did you just watch a few? What were I watched it. I watched it all. All of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, did you, had you watched any of it? I watched all of it already. All of it. Bradley, I know you've watched none of it. I'm not even going to go to you. <laughs> A- Ash, what have you watched of Drive to Survive? I know it. you guys did some watch parties. Mm-hmm. We've watched all of it. Yeah. So the Beeman's the only ones who are lacking here. Correct. Facts. Bradley, less than, even more than me. So there were some, what, what are your thoughts on it? Criticisms of it? Uh, was it too edited? Uh, because we've read some things about it being too edited. Yeah, and I think we all know that. So if we accept that reality that it's going to be edited and we just 
kind of like, you know, like when you watch Star Wars and you're like, oh, right, they don't have cell phones to tell people that shit's happening really quickly or newspapers or radio <laughs> station. You just kind of accept people don't get the message super quickly through these interplanetary like stuff. <laughs> so like you just accept and try to survive. Stuff is edited. Radios are incorrect. Oh, almost like you're in Star Wars. Like, you know, like you just can't communicate well. Um, <laughs> and if you just go beyond that a little bit, I do really enjoy getting to know everyone's personality. Like, I know everyone's making fun of Toto ordering breakfast super specifically, and it's kind of like a normal I saw that. But, like, you're just... That actually made Toto, me like, This like is what Toto wants. This is, like, this is what... This is how he lives his life. Everything is just, like, I know exactly what I want and how I want it. I'm not afraid to... I'm going to ask for it politely, of course. He was, like, demanding it. And he's like, I want this, 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 and this. Done. That's, that's it. Yes. I, I don't see why everyone was so hard on him for that. I was like, upset about that. That was episode one. I saw that shit. He was like, last time it was like this. I wanted like because Americans have like <laughs> cereal or waffles. We don't have like usually everywhere else. We yeah. got like a full, you know. Yeah, I guess if Toto was having like biscuits and gravy, <laughs> they'd be okay with it. Like, <laughs> like, so, 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 so Rob, we, let me put that in perspective. Though. Rob came to the South once. He loves biscuits and gravy. We introduced I love everything southern. Southern, southern my, food is my favorite. One of the story I had is we were we went out to uh, breakfast with somebody who was from up north. Right? I guess guess things are a little hoity toity. <laughs> and uh they asked for a, an english muffin and this this poor country girl said all we have are regular muffins here well it was more like we got just biscuits yeah, here we got biscuits and muffins just like, biscuits. What's, what's an english muffin <laughs> i feel like toto was in the south asking for an english muffin <laughs> i did i did see that i did think less of toto yeah. and uh, became a, a complete but that's, his arch- that's his archetype right that's his Breakfast. Speak less of them for, yeah, he just ordered breakfast. Toto. Yeah. Worth man, man, if I were $450 million, dollars, I'd be ordering breakfast, order breakfast with way I want to. Yeah. A lot yeah. of Christian Horner. I want my eggs. Which scramble. I didn't uh, agree uh, with everything uh, he said. And again, I don't know if it was like edited poorly or it was just Christian Horner. And I was just like, what are you? Please don't say these things out loud. Have you? I've been through media training. Is that later Has in the he? season? Or first um, I forget. He was walking by. Oh, gosh, is this him? I don't want to like say this and get like canceled because I'm wrong. Um, I swear he was walking by. I think it was Aston Martin employee. And it was a female Aston Martin employee. Um, and then um, he just said said something along the lines of like, I, I wish I had my employees wait on me or something. Like it was just like, wait, sorry. Um, it was just something really unnecessary. Um, yeah. I remember I was texting uh, Tony about it, where he said, "Oh, I should have my one of my employees wait on me too." Something like that. It's like, uh, and then he said like other stuff about Hamilton. He always talks about Mercedes, and this is what bothers me about Christian Horner. Every word out of his mouth is yeah. Mercedes this, Mercedes that. I hate them. They're doing this. They're shady. Yeah. They're this. Lewis Hamilton, shut up. Everyone else, blah blah blah. And Toto <laughs> only talks about Toto or Mercedes, saying like, "Oh man, we have to do better as a team. Like we need to improve. Like we do this better." Yeah. And it's just like you can see their two dichotomies of how they do strategy or how they talk about the, each other's opponents, and it's really frustrating when I hear Christian Horner talk because I'm like, worry about yourself. Or like talk about yourself yeah. and then just don't worry about what the other guys are doing. Like it's just so frustrating. I, I kind of gleaned that uh, from just the one episode I watched. Uh, Chris, I was kind of like, geez, Christian Horner is talking some very public shit about Mercedes on this show. Um, and then someone from the, from ba- who was it? Somebody from in Bahrain who was associated with that, or maybe it was the, I don't know, Bahrain Motorsports, somebody from the local there was saying, beat them, mm. basically. He said something, kick their asses today or something yeah. in episode one. And I was like, geez, that's 
what's the environment in that paddock against Mercedes? Uh, and I am funny about that. Uh, so, so to, to transition from drive to survive, um, I started as an F1 fan in 2008 or so. I watched the first Grand Prix I watched was the 08 Spa Grand Prix uh, when it started to rain near the end of the race, and it was Kimi versus Lewis. Lewis was with the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes, and uh, they they each spun. They kept swapping the lead through the rain, and I had never seen rain racing before. And that sucked me in, that kind of drama. And I became a bandwagon Lewis fan at the time. Uh, fast forward to today, uh, with Lewis's domination, you can you can squarely count me on the anti-Mercedes train. And I realize that's irrational that I'm in that position. It's the for United States sport fan sports fans, it's the Tom Brady situation. I think anybody in the US, anybody didn't I mean, everybody knows Tom Brady. Uh, and football in the NFL, it's the same kind of thing. You kind of you you go away from the the person who dominates, and that's me. I've fallen away. But from don't you want people to win? So. Don't people want Max to win again? Wouldn't then he be dominating? Like I don't. You don't root for losers. You want your team to win. And if you're and I want okay, then tell them to race yeah. faster. Tell no, them to race better and beat Lewis Hamilton. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Like you just do it. If it's like you could just do it. Bradley, sorry, Comet. I get heated. <laughs> just I, I root for losers. I root for losers. Bradley, yeah. Bradley roots for losers. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, Bradley's still yeah, rooting for Antonio Giovinazzi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the joy of like pulling for Mick Schumacher, and then the one time he wins, you're ecstatic. Bradley's a Nikita Mazepin oh, fan. Oh, 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 definitely like that. Oh, 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 oh. 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 Cut. Yeah. No, I like... Uh, I like. Yeah, uh, who do you like, Bradley? Sebastian Vettel. Vettel. Who was okay. also like him when he was in Red Bull, and now everyone loves him. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's he's true. the people's champ. Oh, now he's the people's champ. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. He's he's a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the father of of this of F one now. I didn't quite appreciate how funny he was. Figure. I didn't appreciate how. Funny <laughs> I didn't appreciate how funny he was. <laughs> he's a funny oh, man. Okay. Yeah, he is. He really is. He is a humorous man. He is, um, but yeah, that's kind of my background. It's weird. I, I acknowledge it's it's strange how my loyalties shift. I'm definitely not a a, a solid loyal F1 fan. I guess over the years, uh, going into this year, uh, I don't know what are our thoughts of this year. We've really not here on the show. We've kind of tabled a lot of our F1 discussion until kind of this moment, going into the actual race weekend uh, of what we think about. Uh, the new season, the new cars, and everything like that. Uh, and we've talked about at least sandbagging, I think, Rob. Um, but, Ash, I kind of want to get your thoughts because you're you're definitely paying close attention to this world and to F1. Uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on this season um, and kind of what you've seen so far going into it. I mean, do you what, basically just your thoughts. What are you looking for on, on Sunday morning? Uh, I think everyone's going to be watching Ferrari pretty closely. I think they've done testing really well and being consistent and being a little bit better, or excuse me, a lot better than last year, um, which we didn't see coming. So a lot of people are really hyped because, you know, Ferrari, like, don't call it a comeback, but uh, everyone, everyone wants to root for Ferrari. Um, just a classic team. Um, so definitely Ferrari. Mercedes apparently still has problems with the porpoising I saw today. So, but like then again, like are they just saying shit to throw people off their scent? And, uh, yeah. I just I enjoy the speculation That's- of the internet from Twitter to Reddit mm-hmm. to TikTok. 
Um, yes. But yeah, we, we don't, we can talk as much shit as we want, but we won't know until qualifying. Um, some people think they'll, uh, not they'll, they'll being either Mercedes will tr- do like a two, three or like a two, four situation to sh- not show the true power of the car in the first race. If they are really kind of just bluffing about how bad it's doing. I mean, still be in the points, but then the next race will be like, oh, we're just kidding. We actually have a really fast car. Um, see if those no side pods work out for them. And then we'll see the Ferrari side pods work out for them. You can like bathe the baby in there. Ridiculous how crazy <laughs> they are. And um, yeah, I'm excited for K-Mag to be mm-hmm. back. It's just like, it's just like a feel good. Like we're in a yeah. really cool era of like new car regulations, rules, the drivers we all enjoy on the grid. We got rookie, we got K-Mag coming back and stuff like that. It's going to be cool. I'm excited to see Magnuson come back. I mean, uh, I can't blame him. There are some people that uh, I've read, at least on, like you said, the Reddits and such, kind of surprised that he would sidestep the Peugeot. But, I mean, to be in F1 when you aren't sure that you'll ever in your life again be back in F1, which I'm sure he was in that position, I mean, the Peugeot project uh, is going to have to work some kinks out anyway. He'll be able to go back and do endurance until he's yeah. sixty. You know what I mean? Like, right? There, he's going to be able to drive long term in in WEC or IMSA or ELMS. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's got a seat. He did a great job in the Ganassi, um, the the hypercars, the LMDHs, whatever whatever the hell they are going to be next year. It's going to be new and it's going to be something to be worked out. So, uh, I don't blame him for going back. And I, I think. It's it's almost nice and refreshing to see the meme that was Nikita Mazepin kind of. It's done. Yeah, the joke it's, is it's gone. Done. We, it's we've done. We've kind of been washed clean of that. We, we've moved on from seeing that. that actually in Drive to Survive episode four was it with the Mazepins and Haas? You're just like, man, you really are a crappy person. Like, just you don't. Yeah, his dad especially. You can see where he learns oh. it from. Like his, his, oh, his dad, dad was, was in there. Dick. Yeah, his dad was in there. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, watch, is it worth watching just for that as well? Yeah, the Hots is probably my Agreed. favorite episode. Yeah, really. Same as yeah. last season. That's, yeah, that's how it was for me. So, well, can you tell me without spoiling it, like what what it just was? Asshole. Like, is he just the smart <laughs> guy? So just, basically, just yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I copy that. Yeah. I, I do copy that. Copy direct. Yeah, copy that. Yeah, uh, I've seen a picture and they look the same. They've got that kind of high and tight haircut. Yeah, yeah, like, they look just like each other. He's just a yeah. spoiled rich kid. Yeah, and yeah. he's complaining all the time on the radio, and he was rude and just he's just an asshole. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw that Gunther Steiner said, "See, see, this is why nobody likes you." However, he talks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sir, like that. just spoil it a little, like slightly. Um, he right, they're talking about how he talks in the radio, or like how he talks to his team, like in the same room as them. And he's like, "Dude, you can't talk like that to your team. Like, we're trying yeah. to help you. Like, we're like we're a team. Like." hello um and yeah. he's like i don't want them to see me as a pussy or like i don't want to be a pussy and i'm like why is that your first inclination that being nice uh, is being a pussy like what where like what wires have you crossed it's not yeah. right like not why is that a thing in your head like just be nice to your team <laughs> like it's not that right. yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, people like like Sebastian Vettel. People yeah. like be the be the yeah. people, yeah. people like yeah. be uh, Roman Gros. Just be nice. And, and yeah, Roman like, seems like a nice he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there's a whole portion about like he thought it was like a conspiracy oh, that Mick yeah, had a better car than him. I remember that. I hope it's I hope <laughs> it's just true. true. Yeah. I hope it's just true. <laughs> like fuck well, this now, guy. Yeah, I, like I, this guy. I don't like this guy. Grosjean like, seems nice episode. now too that he was n- near died, but like he was a bit of a whiner behind the wheel too. Like, was he? Don't, yeah, don't, 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 you have yeah. to be. 
Yeah, but I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a little special. Holy hell! In a sim race, Bradley, he taps the wall. It's all over. It's all over. I'm telling my sim. I'm done with this shit. Yes, Bradley is definitely a whiner behind the wheel. I admit it. We can we can understand from a virtual point of view. Um, but yeah, seeing Magnuson back is is exciting. Um, I saw that George Russell was talking kind of throughout, and, but I, yet I read on the internet uh, that everybody's thinking, well, that's typical George Russell. That's that kind of strategy of him talking about, well, Ferrari's the team to beat at this point. That was two or three weeks ago I read that. Um, admittedly, I guess this is terrible. I should have looked at the practice speeds. I watched a bit of practice earlier this morning. Um, but I didn't look, I didn't actually catch the final speeds for or paces for this morning's final practice of who to look for. Yeah, a lot of people were on different tires and stuff too. So it's not, I don't know. I wouldn't read too what, much into it. What do you think, Rob? You're, you're kind of my go to for F1 thoughts as well. I think you're going to see a Red Bull on pole with a couple Ferraris. So you, you, so Ferrari's legit. Yeah. It's, I think that's pretty obvious. There's only that's the thing. You guys talking about like the sandbagging. It's like that's where I was. I got in a conversation with someone in our Discord earlier this week. But like, I don't know how much sandbagging it is. Like sandbagging to me is like hiding your performance. And I think a lot of people, it's a brand new car. A lot of people are still trying to find performance, let alone hide it. And it's quite pretty obvious with some of the cars. Like I said, you see the Mercedes bouncing around. It's like I don't think they set the car up to porpoise. And look and look all shaky going into turns and stuff and snapping around trying to snap around on slow corners. Like I don't think you do that, right? I think you just turn your engine down a little bit and you just don't push it. But it seems like there's certain cars just people are still just trying to figure it out. It might just take a little longer. But I just don't know how much sandbagging's actually happened with a lot of teams, to be honest. The uh, the porpoising, I've seen videos of that. And uh, it's interesting. Most teams have it mostly figured out now, and even Mercedes is a lot better than what it was. So what you're saying is, windy today or windier than bumper. testing, so they didn't account for that well, the poor today and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, Mercedes will figure it out at some point, right? Like that's that's the thing. It's like they, even if they're on the back foot for one I just, race, like, don't believe Mercedes hasn't figured. Whatever. It's the thing, but, like. Mercedes, they have like great engineer. Like, I mean, all the things that Mercedes brings a certain talent. Um, so well, I will just see. So, that's why I think we're all amped just to get it started after what 95 days or so of uh, just an empty void in my heart, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think K Mag's put yeah, top five really. quality. Just saying, oh, yeah, is that a take? Oh, are we gonna mark that tape? Yep, you can do it. Do you do you want to do uh, that's Rob's like long that. shot of the week? There it is. Rob, Rob just kicked it off. Rob just kicked it off. Bold predictions. Bold yeah. predictions. Yeah. So Rob's bold prediction: K Mag top five quality. Oh wow! And two Ferraris on the podium for the race. Two Ferraris on the podium. Interesting. What do I want to do? I'll go. I'll go next. Bold prediction. Um. Oh, geez. I, I just improvised this segment yeah. and haven't thought How of it. How bold can we be for the first race of the season? What do I think? Yeah. Yes. Rob is tickled pink that I'm caught off guard by my own yep. set. We do a prop bet or some uh, kind. What color Gatorade is going to be poured? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Prop bet. That, that is, we, got, we have to. We have to. Um, oh, I th- I'm going to bet that Lando Norris is on the podium. Is that a hot? Is that hot? 
Is that, that was, that's really hot right now? Yeah, that's, it? A, that's that's a bold prediction. Okay, Lando Norris top three. Uh, can I just mark that? That feels yeah. like nothing, but yeah, but. I'll take it. Bradley, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. What do you think, Bradley? I think uh, in his first Mercedes race, George Russell wins wow. the Grand Prix. Ooh, I actually am okay with that. Wow. I'm okay with that too. I like. It. I'm okay yeah, with that. I, I I'm okay. I won't yeah. kill you for that. There you go. I did not have to just Google to make sure George Russell was on the Mercedes. Did he sign the papers? I'm just making sure. That's what Bradley's at. Yeah, he's on the team. Did he check I'm pretty the sure we went through this last year. <laughs> Patrick, anything? Botas. I think Botas is going to get a top five. In the top finish. five for Alfa Romeo. That's pretty bold. <laughs> Does he beat Hamilton? <laughs> Bottas beat I'm Hamilton. I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. <laughs> no. He'll finish I, fifth. Hamilton will finish fourth. Uh, Ash, w- last but uh, not least, any bold? It's going to be a boring-ass race. We're going to get a Red Bull Merc, like, one, two, three, like, whichever order it is. But, like, we're, it's like, we're not going to be surprised. We're not going to be bored uh, by anything. Just... <laughs> ham, ham ver Russ instead of ham ver bot. We do. Uh, we do ver ham, ham ver Russ. It's not even fun to say. Yeah, I take that. There you go. Man. I take that. So the status quo <laughs> stays the same. For hamper. Yeah, for hamper. He can say that easy. For hamper. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So we've got the fantasy set up on Grid Rival this year. Um. I've made a couple. I don't know about you guys. I'm. Uh, Rob and Patrick, have you guys made your selections on there? No. I just did it about... No, Rob. (laughs) No, I didn't. Uh, I have picked... I'll just kind of say my picks. Uh, Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, uh, Magnussen, Leclerc, because of the Ferrari talk, uh, Mick Schumacher. I have both Haas for some reason. It ends up being a financial financial decision uh, to have the two Haas because I ran out of money, basically, in the fantasy. Uh, and uh, AlphaTauri is my constructor. Uh, so I'm hoping for Verstappen and Norris to kind of do the heavy lifting and Leclerc, probably Leclerc and Verstappen. Um, I'm hoping for, I'm, I'm optimistic for Haas because I have to be. And then I hope that basically Pierre Gasly can perform. I remember this time last year, we were very excited about Yuki Tsunoda. I don't know, Rob, if you remember. I wasn't. I was never bought in on him. I said the whole <laughs> season, I told everyone to drop him, and no one listened to me. And last I came in third, and you guys did. <laughs> last year's, uh, I will just say, last year's Fantasy League for Into the Apex, I was I was uh, bullish on Yuki Tsunoda. And uh, my God, did that fade quickly. He did pretty decently for, for, a, for a rookie last year. <laughs> did pretty well for a new team and everything. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I won't I won't I won't knock him too much. He didn't do as bad as Mazapin. Not as no no no. I just wasn't sold. But he had way better machinery than like Mazapin's driving the car that wasn't developed at all. Didn't have a single upgrade brought to it the whole year. So he was driving a 2020 car essentially at that point, or a 2019 car in Haas's case, probably. If we, uh, not to beat too much on the fantasy, I know we were often running on that, but if you had to say for any fantasy, not whether it's Grid Rival uh, ES, or F1 Fantasy or, or whatever the, the platform is, if you were an F1 Fantasy uh, participant uh, here at the first Grand Prix of the season, if you had to pick, say, five drivers to, to ride with 
on a budget. So starting with you pick the who you think is going to be number one. And, and honestly, I mean, for me, again, it was do I pick Red Bull or do I, do I pick Mercedes? I picked Red Bull. Uh, if you were to go kind of through your top of the pack, you're competing for a podium every week, and then you're competing for points every week. Um, that I, that may be kind of vague, but but roughly going along those lines, if you had to kind of look at the lineup as it is now, and you were going to participate in fantasy, um, what would you rank? Any anybody that has a thought, go ahead and fire it out there. See, we don't have thoughts. Uh, if I had Jeopardy music, I would play. It. I do not have Jeopardy. I do not have it. Bradley, I'm going to swing at it. I've been up there. I've been a while swing. Swing, swing and miss, Bradley. Swing and miss. Can you repeat the question? The question. Yeah, I know. I tend to be long winded. Yeah, I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> top three drivers. So not top five. Not five. Top, okay, top four drivers. Rob. God damn it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, meet in the middle. All about yes. compromise. Oh, uh, well. Uh, oh, okay, I think that's actually easy for me. And no particular order other than Max, I think, is it's the gotta best. It's got to be a particular order. Right? Okay, so Max, Lewis, Leclerc, Russell. So you think Ferrari is going to beat the second Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it. You're really on the spot. <laughs> that's kind of what, yeah, we're putting you on the spot here. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I could just give you four names of drivers. Throw them out there, I'm Bradley. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah, throw them out there, Bradley. Uh, At least give everybody else Char- time to Charles think. Eclair. <laughs> is going right. to I think it's Chuck LeCluck, right? Is that it? <laughs> Chuck LeCluck. Um... <laughs> Uh, Mick Schumacher. Sure. I think, I think he's going to surprise everybody. They've, Champion. They've, Haas has unburdened themselves for this season. <laughs> so we got that. Um, uh, yeah. Carlos Sainz. <laughs> uh, that's probably the best thing you have said so far. Uh, yeah. Carlos yeah. Sainz. <laughs> and, <laughs> you didn't even know what he said, but it's wise. <laughs> um, and I still say George Russell is going to do something this year. I mean... I mean, put him in a Mercedes. The man can drive. I mean, he had some heartbreak when he filled in yeah. for Lewis. Give, him, give, him, give him a full season. Give him the opportunity. He's been in the Mercedes system for a long time, I'm pretty sure. Like yeah. They signed him. It's kind of like how McLaren found Lando yeah. when he was really young. So yeah. pretty sure like, they know, you know Mercedes wouldn't keep somebody tied underneath them for that long unless they knew he was legit. Yeah, but just no, yeah. no team orders to sacrifice. There's going to be team orders this year, and I am oh, so excited. That's always what so spicy. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> I know. But see, see, Botas is very salty about it sometimes. A little bit. Because they, they always would play all the time. No. Yeah, he still did. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Today, he would be like, but why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, Botas, yeah, Botas would have back sass. But why? why no, I think this? I think yeah, Botas. I want to see Kimi Raikkonen get team orders. <laughs> I went I went to blankets for the tires. <laughs> the blanket. On, I, I don't know why I put Z for everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Lando? You're not, you're not cultured. No. Does Lando Norris win this year? Does no. Lando win this year? No, not me. I, I'm saying no. <sighs> I hope he does, but that's my bias. 
That's my bias. He's not going to win in Russia this year. <laughs> <There's a thing. laughs> I don't know. It's just I just think that they're going to be on the back foot with development wise, and that's what you got to think of. Even with Mercedes or any other car that's just not uh, as far up performance wise right now, is every other yeah. Sure, you're going to I'm sure figure things out over the time, but you also got to think that everyone else who's already running good laps now is going to continue developing the car as well. So you're just on the back foot now for the rest of the season, in a sense. I just don't know who he's going to take that. Who's Lando going to outduel without a lot of luck to take a win? It'd be interesting to see. I'd love it. I like Lando. It's just, I just don't see how it happens without, like I said, it's a bunch of people being out of the race or something. I'm very excited for it because the last time I saw a car change like this, a formula change, um, it was when Jensen Button won in the Braun GP just Dom Jensen and Rubens Barrichello dominated in that unsponsored plain white neon Braun GP. And I, 2009. I yeah. 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 Uh, ugly cars. Quite honestly, I loved the car before that. Cause I'd watched the Felipe Massa versus Lewis Hamilton battle. And then and being, I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was watching in F1. I came from NASCAR as a kid in the South in North Carolina. Uh, so I'm watching F1 thinking I am, uh, the most cultured man in the South right now. And, and, and I, so I don't know what I'm watching. I see that battle and then they change formulas and the cars look much different. And I'm like, where, what's going on with Lewis? What's going on with Massa? And it's, it's this team Braun GP and this whole new domination. Uh, not the best races because of the domination. Uh, I mean, honestly, in the years I've watched F1 last year, if you, if, for Bradley, it's probably the first year he mostly, Watched true. every race. That's true. Last year was the best I've seen myself. Yeah. I was gripped. Um, Certainly. Each race, uh, honestly, since I first got in F1, uh, because it tends to be kind of that foregone conclusion uh, unless something bad happens, unless it starts to rain or somebody wrecks. Um, so I'm interested to see. Basically, I'm interested to see if that happens this year. Um, something tells me it probably won't be as dramatically different this year where somebody very unexpected takes over and then of course ultimately i think that braun gp team became what is now mercedes kind of I would like off to into what we guys, have today my whole shtick is convincing more people just to watch formula one slash motorsports in general but how would you convince someone if you had i don't want to say an elevator pitch it reminds me too much of work uh, but if you had to convince someone to watch formula one you just met him on a bar and you're like yeah i just watch formula one every <laughs> sunday i get up at the ass crack of dawn depending where it is when i watch this race you should too, and this is why. Could you give like a couple reasons or like a big reason to do so? I so for me, I have always thought about F1 when I first got into it. So I, uh, Bradley and I's history is southern, southern bred, not born. Uh, NASCAR. Well, I've quit watching NASCAR because it just exhausts Patrick. Sorry, I know Patrick's our NASCAR correspondent. Uh, yeah, his signal's gone. All of our NASCAR listeners have probably abandoned us at this point. Uh, but I became exhausted by the length of the races. Uh, I find that Formula One and IndyCar too, but Formula One, uh, the type of racing that it is, it's not too long for me. I would say if you enjoy what and watching the cars go as fast as they go, um, it's just paced just right. If you're if your first thought is I don't have the attention span to sit and watch people, usually when I talk about racing, I hear people say, "Well, I don't, I can't watch people going in circles that long." 
Well, with F1, my pitch would be, it's it's absolutely not going in circles, uh, and it's and you also have the strategy. That's what I was. How many say. times that's, that's do you what, see strategy? Yeah, that's what sucked me in. Yeah, yeah but so Bradley, you're a good yeah, person I'm, I'm to actually, actually talk I'm, about. I'm that. a prime. Uh, I'm like the uh, the perfect what. Perfect specimen. Yeah. Specimen. <laughs> I'm the perfect sample for this. So, yeah, I was not an F1 fan. Honestly, uh, much to the d- chagrin of everybody here, I thought it was Wait, dumb. Wait, can I ask why you thought it was dumb? Oh, my God, Bradley. Um, I thought it was real dumb. Everybody hates you. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just because Tyler liked it. That's, that's just <laughs> yeah, There I mean, is no, no logic no, to no, it. No rational reason. Yeah, no rational but, reason. Uh, but no... Uh, <laughs> Is what? this an elevator pitch still? We're in the Empire State Building. <laughs> where are we going to here? <laughs> Rob, yeah, you, where are we going? No. Go straight to hell, Rob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rob, oh. Rob's been taking the shit from me all night. Um, <laughs> he dishes it out to I me. know. Um, the strategy thing is what sucked me in this year because just like Tyler watching NASCAR, growing up as a NASCAR fan, um, the start I would be excited by and the end I would be excited by, and everything in the middle, I was bored, I was tired, I went to do something else while I was on, I didn't pay attention. When I've watched F1 in the last year, in the 2021 season, I've been glued to the TV, even though there was not close racing the majority of each race, because of the coverage, and specifically the coverage of the strategy of, hey, these guys are five seconds apart, not racing at all, but based on this pit strategy, or this tire choice, or this or that, that they're going to be... You know, who can overtake who? Striking distance yes. in ten in five laps. Yes. That graphic. And de- right? de- adding DRS into the or you know, all that stuff. Getting in DRS yes. zone. Yes. yes. So that that kind of extra strategy stuff is what sucked me in this year. It brings a tear to my eye to hear you say that you were glued to it. Something I that was. I Bradley and I are in constant competition. If whether it's music or or film or whatever it is, one of us finds it first and it's as if we made it ourselves. <laughs> And we introduce it to the other, and the other's like, just, no. just because, even, if, even if I love it, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that. that just be, that's just a little, I that's must not enjoy this. Yeah. I, I, that's just a petty glimpse into the life yeah. of identical twins, but let's continue. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that would be my take. I think they want to grow it. They just need to make it like, think like Drive to Survive and the normal broadcast meet oh, in the gosh. middle that turns into some like real housewives thing and you play it on TLC and people just watch it. <laughs> are you talking about Bradley and I or are you talking about F1? Oh, F1. Okay. So that's your elevator pitch, Rob? Yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so make it even more dramatic than it currently yeah, is. Exactly. I, I appreciate Bradley's pitch. I like that pitch. Uh, because I mean, legitimately, that was a you could say that was an experiment before my eyes watching Bradley go from somebody yeah. that was dismissive, Let's, yeah, one way or the other, whether it was because of me or not, he was dismissive of F one. Well, I, I realized, uh, I realized even when there's not racing, there's racing would be the best. I'm not sure if that's it. a good thing or a bad like, thing. There's you not, just said. there is not side by side battling and out racing, but even then, there's still and there's of course there's strategy in NASCAR and everything else. But it's just it feels so amplified in Formula One to me. Really, I've, it's because because it's pointed St- out. Strategy so is yes, and it's pointed out by the broadcast and the announcers so strongly. Yeah, I, there's always a battle happening, even if they're not. Yeah. You don't have to be door to door or whatever. They focus on exactly. right, like it's always a uh, battle. NASCAR, you have to be door to door. I yeah. I will say, as far as the Sky Sports, whether it's Sky Sports or F1, when I see that graphic of striking distance in six laps estimated. That I get a little jolt of adrenaline as a motorsport fan to see that. That's the kind of graphic I want. I want to see this uh, somebody that's calculated that 
they're catching the. I mean, to hear that as a motorsport fan watching, uh, knowing that all pit stops are out of the way, but for a full course yellow, uh, it is all drive right now. It's all yeah. the talent of the person ch- chasing, the talent of the person defending. And the the broadcast is perfect, perfect for drama. Because I mean NASCAR plays British accents. Yeah, I know. I, was say. I think we I mean, found the only household in America that likes the Amazon web graphics. <laughs> <laughs> this no, is absolutely it, amazing right like, now. How, just the way they present the team audio to me is is meant to be dramatic. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Just me? Okay. Well, we're not gonna hear the the race director anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's done. We I won't be dead to hear our favorite fellow. Now. Yeah. I won't beat that dead horse, but yeah. there is no race. To- the Michael Massey <laughs> apology. <laughs> no, Michael. No, it's uh, why was that? Uh, why was that Scottish? I don't know I don't why know. that was Scottish. I, I want to hear Patrick's career pitch. <laughs> as he's going on. A, a, he's going to write a book. Formula One. Going uh, toward. Yeah. Nice try. No, 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 no. Yeah. Patrick. Patrick. He thought he was going to go under the radar. He doesn't have. Patrick. Last guy. Yeah. Okay, elevator pitch. You have all the time in the, on the world. Okay, well, we're going to be here for about another three hours as I try we, to stop We this have, up. Patrick, Patrick, pull it together and think. Yeah. <laughs> we have gotten Patrick to, Patrick is wearing a Williams F1 dry fit shirt on our cameras. I'm not even doing Nobody that. else can see it on the air, but he's doing that. We got Patrick, like Bradley, we got Patrick in F1. We have we have made efforts to get folks in F one. So I Patrick will say though, I did like F one when I was really little when Michael Schubacher was racing and winning okay. all the time. Yes. Back then. And then I kind of just fell off. Yeah, faded. Yeah. But my pitch would it's kind of like a summary of all of it. It's it's not NASCAR is too long. Yeah, so that, that's that, where I was at. Yeah. As a NASCAR fan, the races are too long. There's, you know, you can go an hour and a half, two hours, and it's green the whole time. And you're like, well, I can take a nap and I won't miss anything. F1, mm-hmm. you close your eyes for a minute or so, you're going to miss something. You, it, It's nonstop action yeah. all the time. So I, I would say just all the action on the track and the strategy, just everything. Yeah, the the cards are uh, well. <laughs> what what are you laughing about, Bradley? Patrick's the kid that presents last in school and just copies everybody. <laughs> he gets it. How did you know that was me? Because I I usually did that often. <laughs> uh, poor Patrick. We love Patrick. We love Patrick. We love. Patrick. We don't like him. We love him. <laughs> but no, that's yeah. I mean, it's th- that's really the main thing. Yeah. If you're a NASCAR fan, it's the length. That's just yeah. what does it. it. It's true. I mean, well, this has been, I, I will say this, not just about F1, but about IMSA, any road racing. I transitioned from oval to road racing for this reason. Um, and F1 was the start of that for me. So it's it's very much an F1 thing. Uh, I enjoy watching. I, I got tired of watching the long oval races because I got tired of watching the oval cars driving for their own sake. Uh, I needed extremely close dramatic racing, and I didn't get it enough. But with road racing and Formula One, especially that 08 season of F1 that I first experienced, uh, I began to enjoy watching road cars, whatever whatever they were, ultimately, whether they were sports cars, open-wheel cars, single cockpit or whatever, prototypes. Um, 
I began to enjoy watching those cars drive around road courses, even by themselves. Even if it was just, just an F1 car driving around a road course without any other cars on track. Watching those cars and those drivers navigate the complexities of a road course became kind of what I was attracted to. Uh, and then you add that to a race with other cars, it's even better. Uh, so that's kind of what changed for me if I really had to to pin it down. And that kind of, that, that got me where I am today. Uh, and ultimately my influence to Bradley, because Bradley's a follower, not a leader, as we have learned tonight. Uh, and that's what got me watching F1. That's what sucked me into F1, if I'm being honest and, and analytical about it. Bob? <laughs> oh, no, I just I didn't know if I was going to. I just want your affirmations, Rob. That's all I'm asking for. Well, more or less, you said you start, if you're in an elevator and you're going to pitch to someone, you should watch this race him because this other race is really boring. <laughs> is that it? That's it? That's pretty much <laughs> that's, what, we, that's what that boils down to. Leave, Rob just cut down a 15-minute bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I appreciate that road that we went on there because that did get me. And I think everyone that's watches for different the most reasons, and I love hearing I what about they my motorsport are fandom. or like how people start watching or what <laughs> keeps them excited about F1 is super interesting. That uh, that I enjoyed going down that that road. That, I, yeah, that got me. Th- I don't think I've really thought that much about why I jumped. And we've talked about it on here. Why we jump? Why did we jump from oval to broad? I think that's it. My big one is. I think what I just described you, is kind of exactly like cheesy, where, where but we got you never to where stop we are learning. If that makes sense, and uh, like I like this about sim racing too, just because I'm fairly new. Um, so I have a lot to learn still. But specifically yeah. Formula One, yeah. I, it's just you're like. Okay, you can watch, you understand, like, person who crosses the finish line gets the most points, like, cool, fast cars. Like, ooh, love that, great. Then you're like, but why was that other guy faster? Don't we have all the same cars? Oh, we don't have the same. Why don't we have the same cars? <laughs> What's aerodynamics? What is a side pod? What, and all of a sudden we have, like, fake mechanical engineering degrees <laughs> because we were just, like, going down these rabbit holes. And then yeah. I, I was like, I my thing with my watch logs is like, I don't know everything. I don't have a mechanical <laughs> engineering degree. I don't know aerodynamics. I'm not in a, a wind tunnel expert. I don't know every single tire strategy all the single mm. time. But there's you. There's other people who do. And whether they find us and like we start talking in chat or like, hey, I'll just go on Twitter and ask people who are. Because there's tons of people in F1 tech who are either ex-Red Bull engineers or ex-Formula One engineers or just engineers in general that I would just like love to talk about motorsports. I just love to talk about either aerodynamics or et cetera. Um, so just finding that those people and just having a chat and just like now you've befriended someone randomly on the internet because you wanted to figure out something about wind tunnels or porpoising that you didn't know before. And then you just, and you just keep going down these rivals every single weekend. Cause you're like, Oh, the elevation changes, the weather changes, like all these variables change. You're like, how does this do to this car? Like this person had, Toto didn't have his pumpernickel this morning. He's going to have a bad day. Like, like all these things that you're constantly learning. It's just, um, it's just really cool. <laughs> they lost because his eggs were too cold. His, uh, his eggs are exactly. too cold? No, Michael, the oh, eggs are too cold. They need to be 34 Celsius <laughs> next time. Oh, God, Celsius. <laughs> no, um, he's known as Daddy Toto on Twitter. I don't he, know what's no, on Twitter. He's, you guys he, is the, he's Darth Daddy. Vader. Oh, yeah. Um, um, boys, 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 boys. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. What? Oh, my God. I need to take a shower. Oh, yeah. That was uh, a great one. I, did, I enjoyed him. Crowd surfing at a club 
after the finale last year. That that was, I mean, I that got him at least five points in my book. Uh, <laughs> um, so last, let let's wrap up here and let's let's give our final. Let's just make it simple. Who's going to win the Bahrain Grand Prix to open? We'll go around the room. Who is going to win? Uh, I realize this is probably not as complex as what we've already I've already kind of teed us up for, but winner, Bradley. Uh, do you need to look up the whole roster? All of a sudden? <laughs> he George picked Russell. a winner in his bold. George picks. Russell, I already picked it. Yeah, I was about to say George Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are here, folks. That's where Bradley. That's where Bradley is. You understand? It's a work in progress with Bradley. <laughs> my my uh, my knowledge is based on Google support. <laughs> George Russell for Bradley. Uh, yeah, George Russell, George Williams. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll go second here. I'll go second here. Um, I'm going to put all of my eggs in the unexpected or maybe expected hype basket. Unexpected, let's say. Uh, I'm going to say that Carlos signs proves that the Ferrari talk is legitimate, and Carlos signs wins for Ferrari. And we are off and running with something different this year. So I'm going it, to, maybe it's a little bit bold, but I'm going to run with that because I, I, I want to change it up. Uh, Patrick, let's, let's send it to you, Patrick. Charles Leclerc. The other Ferrari. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take Shook Leclerc. Rob. <laughs> Max. Max. I got to say Max for this I one too. Easy. I easy. knew it. And uh, our honored guest last, Ash, who do you think wins on Sunday? Max. Ooh. There we go. Solidarity. Max, or, or Max. Rob has his Max flag right behind his head on the camera. So, of course, that's what he says. Although he wears a Williams shirt, as we've covered. Rob is con a confusing man. Um, <laughs> either way, we're, we're pumped for it. There's so much racing this weekend, but the F1 is kind of the, the, the cream of the crop. Uh, Ash on Twitch. Uh, what can yes, we look every for every race uh, weekend? Before, so an hour. Before I know you've got some Twitch, an hour before the race. I'm always live, and, and actually this Sunday, which I don't know, if this will probably be on time. But this Sunday, I do have the front page of Twitch, American Twitch, for the first race of the season, which I'm pretty hyped about because I want to indoctrinate more people into the cult. I mean, community, uh, Formula One. Yes. Bring them in. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Bring them in. Join us. I, I, I like it very much. <laughs> uh, I, I like this continuing United States takeover of F1. I, I really love it. Um, it's great. Uh, Ash Vandelay on Twitch. Join us because we will be watching as well. We've been watching the sim racing i racing ventures and we've been loving watching that progress and uh we'll be watching uh, the f1 pre and post hype as well uh on twitch and also Dad. for media ash vandalay uh thanks for joining us again for some specific f1 talk as always it's good to have you here and that's it for into the apex uh check out the it's a little late but you can still jump in on grid rival exclusively uh the into the apex formula one fantasy league Make your picks. Jump in there. If you're a little late, you can at least compete with everybody that's a little late as well. Uh, IntoTheApex.com uh, for that link and to join us on Discord for the community races if you're an iRacing user. Uh, in that case, we'll see you next week 
on the next Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.